Six-month hiatus, no big deal. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yep, six months. Ah, it's been a, a long lot. time. It's been a long, long, long six months. Oh, my God. Well, it's really been a long three months. Yeah, awful. Well, it's been four okay. months, five months, I don't know. It's been it's a been long, rough. yeah. So we had our daughter in January, yeah. and it was a transition. Yeah. It was a, tra- a transition. Yeah, a train wreck. So we're back now. That's what matters. Yeah. We're exhausted, but we're here. Yep. We're because here. Because we love it. And we're clearly into board games and, mor- <laughs> and murder. Oh, I forgot to do our actual like opening. What? Our real opening. Oh, so yeah. You, who are you? I'm Bill. And I'm Haley. And this is Bored to, to Death. Death. There we go. We finally got it. What are you drinking tonight? I'm tired. Guys, I'm actually drinking. I can't believe it. I'm having some silly white wine from a box. Yes. Oh, man. And I'm having my art car. It's fantastic. And trying to stay relatively calm considering both of our children are asleep by 8 o'clock. We did it. We've arrived. I'm exhausted all the time, but at least don't say it because we'll jinx it. Our children are slumbering. Yeah. Well, you know, I don't want to say how well or how bad they are because I feel like if you do, we'll see. You jinx it. So we won't talk about it. Anyway, tonight we are going to be talking about A Song of Ice and Fire tabletop miniatures game. And who's who's dying tonight? Who's who's getting cut? So smothered. I'm actually gonna garroted. do I'm actually gonna do a different type of story originally i was going to tell you the story of melissa lucio which she her or her death sentence was just recently commuted um what does that mean it like went to work? She, it, no she i think it was either commuted to a life sentence like she's not going to be put to death no it, she got a life sentence well it's so in her, texas yes it's in texas what? well so apparently like there's a shrimp load of evidence that says she's innocent right like you don't your sentence doesn't just get commuted willy-nilly, right? There has to be evidence to support that something happened with your conviction. And there's a okay. lot of that for Melissa Lucio. Basically, are you what, gonna get, are you going to tell us? I'm not going to tell you oh, her story because okay. because the victim in that case was a child and I'm still super sensitive. But instead, I'm going to do an older case that you know nothing about. Oh, good. With and it's up in uh, Massachusetts, Michelle Cada and Conroy, Con, no, down excuse the, me, Con, Conrad, excuse me, Conrad Roy the Third, and basically, I want to get your opinion Conroy, on Conroy Conrad the Third. I'm not saying it right. Oh. Conrad Roy the Third. 
what a name. Yeah, sorry. I was I, I I fudged that one up pretty good. I beans did. <laughs> yeah, he beans did. I beans his name pretty good. So I want to tell you about Conrad Roy Conrad and Conrad. Michelle Carter because it's a very controversial case and I want to get your opinion on it. So we'll be talking about that. What's controversial about it? All right, you'll, you'll basically yeah, I'll get into it. But basically, can someone's words be responsible for death? Like, can someone convince someone to commit suicide mm. and be respond and be held responsible for that person committing suicide? Is that show you've been watching? Yes. Okay. Well, I've known about this case for a very long right. time, okay. but they've recently made a TV show about it yeah. on Hulu called The Girl from Plainville. Um, yes. I don't think it's very good, but Boring. I think... Boring. Plainville, <laughs> more like Snoresville. <laughs> stupid. Don't make me laugh at your dumb jokes. I'm too tired. <laughs> All, right. All right, so let's talk about A Song of Ice and Fire. Yes, oh my which God. Which I can't believe you finally convinced me to play this game. Yeah, you were so pissed when I bought the box set. I was. It, was. it was pretty pricey when it first released. Well, it's like pricey in and the box... It's pricey, and the box is fucking massive. It is. It's big. But you get a lot of minis. It's a good bang for your buck. I mean, like, when I bought it, it was like $120 or something like that. And you got two starter armies, everything you needed to play, like dice, like all that crap. And I was like, yeah, this is a good fucking deal. I, I, just saw, I just saw a massive box, and you spent $200 on a massive box. And I was like, whatever. Yeah. I rounded up. Yeah. I was like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Well... You're not mad anymore. I'm so. not. I'm not. I actually quite like the game. I'm very, uh, I'm very excited to talk about it. Yeah, it's good. So it's uh, so for those who are not in the know. You heard it here, ladies and gentlemen, from the words of Bill Ford. It's good. It's good. <laughs> it's good. It, uh, so a Song of Ice and Fire tabletop miniatures game is just what it sounds like. It is a like many other games that I frequent. I guess I don't know or froth over. It is a <laughs> it is a miniatures game where each side has their own respective armies of little tiny 28 millimeter scale miniatures. They're on these moving trays and all that stuff. And it is a game where um, obviously set in the Game of Thrones world, uh, George R. R. Martin's um, Westeros, where the star set comes with the House Lannister and House Stark. Um, and each side has about four units per side, and the units measure about three inches long by four or five inches wide, and they each each one of those um, stands has about a dozen models on them. And where this game uh, stands out is that they have a bunch of different unique scenarios. Um, it's not just line up your line up the models on one side to the other, and then you just smash into each other and see who wins uh, by rolling the dice. Uh, they have a lot of other different things that go into it. One is a feast for crows scenario, a scenario is a feast for crows, where there's like a body piles like of the dead all over the place, and they can make your troops run away and all that kind of crap. Others are capture and hold objectives, etc. And a lot of the scenarios have a lot of theme to them of the, um, of the books. So the flavor's there. Um, the miniatures themselves are actually like pretty darn good, considering it's pressed uh, PVA plastic and it's not the typical injection molding plastic um, or resin. Or I think anything that's a like good that. way to describe them. Like they're pretty good. They're yeah, not, they're pretty good. They're, they're not, not amazing. Yeah, you know, they're not the most detailed things in the world, but it's fine. I mean, they get the job done. <sighs> Man, I visually. can't wait to talk about 
I'm already jazzed to talk about. Is it more time? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh I'm so jazzed. Sorry. Uh, those models. Okay. Oof. Anyway, go Oof. on. Beefy. Let's, all right. So let's talk okay. about. So the, um, how the game is played is that it's actually unlike other traditional tabletop miniatures games where one side, one person gets to move all their stuff and then the other side gets to move all their stuff. It's You get to alternate activating units each turn. And a unit can do a number of things, a handful of things. They can charge a unit if they're within range. You can move, simply move the unit and pivot them on the spot. You can march, meaning you just make two moves in the same direction without pivoting. Um, or they can fire their ranged weapons and all that fun stuff. Um, so pretty straightforward, pretty simple. And I... Just in that alone, I like the fact that it's there's no wheeling, there's no, you know, where you have to kind of, one corner of the unit stays put and the other rest of it kind of pivots around. It's just, nope, you move the tray forward and then you just pivot on the spot. Like, I don't know, anyway. Um, <clears throat> yeah, that was one feature I actually, as someone with very confusingly sausaged fingers, um, I've talked about this before. I knock over models all the time, and yeah. I don't know why, but my fingers seem to be sausage-esque and a little... Considering that you drink so much wine out of stemmed glasses, I'm surprised you don't spill wine more often. Well, yeah, that's a good point. Thank you. I appreciate that. I, I will take that... It's a backhanded compliment. Backhanded compliment. <laughs> but um, I, I really do like that the models move in unison like that. It makes it... It makes it easier to keep track of. I don't have to move. Yeah, they're just big units. They're not yeah, just tiny models, individual models. Yeah, that's a really nice, just like logistical. I hope everyone just enjoyed listening to our dog's snort. Snort. Uh, he's directly under the laptop that we oh, are recording on. God, so periodically you might hear Fucking the chortle me. of a pig, and that is just our pit bull. Yep, with a deviated septum. Correct. Anyway. All right, Bubba's. <laughs> and Bill talking to him like he's a baby. Yeah. Anyway, right. so, yeah, so, that's one really cool feature of, yeah. and of the, the game. I like that a lot. And each unit has their own card, like unit card that comes with it, so you can kind of keep it off to the side, and it has its stats associated with it, which are also pretty simple. It has how many dice you roll to attack, you know, and what you need to hit. So really high-powered units or that make it easy to hit a unit will have a, you roll D, a bunch of D6s or six-sided die. And a two plus means that on a two, three, four, five, or six, it hits. On a three plus, it's three, four, five, or six, et cetera. Um, and as a unit takes casualties, typically the infantry, um, mo- the infantry units have 12 models, four, uh, four models wide with three ranks. And as you take casualties, um, and you start losing ranks on that unit, you'll actually like start losing some attacks for the most part, or how many, i.e., how many dice you roll to attack, et cetera, and they get weaker as they, you know, start taking casualties. So that is a pretty interesting mechanic. It is. Um, one of the things that stands out from this game, outside of alternating activations and that sort of thing, where you know you lose as you suffer attrition, you lose attacks, is also the tactics deck with the tactics cards, mm-hmm. yeah. as well as the tactics board itself. And we didn't even play with characters that can have their yeah. own, like, attachments and stuff. Like, right, yeah, have... we haven't played, like, the full-fledged version of yeah. this game we played yet. very pared down initially with just, like, one unit per side. Then we played a second game where, like, we had three units per side and nothing else. Then we had the tactics board, and then we introduced, like, the tactics deck. Um, 
But the tactics deck is interesting because each player will have 20 cards of ta these tactics cards, and you draw three per round, and then um, at the end of a round of alternating act activations, you if any cards that you don't want to keep in your hand, you discard them and you draw more cards until you have three again. And each one of those tactics cards has specific triggers. So, you know, for example, if Haley's unit were to charge mine, I could play a, a, a tactics card that says, when this unit is charged, do X, Y, or Z. Um, so that's a pretty interesting element to it. You can replenish, it allows you to replenish models to a unit that suffered casualties. It allows to give you free moves. Yeah, it, it makes it kind of a screwball kind of game. And then to complicate, or rather make things more interesting yeah. is the tactics board where you actually have instead of spending points to build your army quote unquote uh, to add more units to your army you can actually spend points to have non-player or non-combat units NCUs yeah. or so like political figures from the books and from the game or excuse me from the book from the world off to the side and yeah. instead of activating a unit on the battlefield you can activate one of these ncus to claim one of five sections on this tactics board and it does kind of the same thing as the tactics deck yeah the tactics cards so you can replenish models you can um, allow them to get a free charge or a free move there's some other really cool stuff yeah there's some pretty pretty jazzy stuff on there but it's um, basically that's my not to jump in too soon mm -hmm. into like what we like the most that's my favorite part of this particular, um, this game. That's my favorite part of this game because I feel like it's not only really, and I don't know because I'm not an expert in games, period, um, or really anything, but um, I just really think that that's a creative way to play the game, but also so true to the story. Yeah. Right? Like... I mean, that's literally, like, the whole point of Game of Thrones, right? In that, like, you know, <laughs> should I say it? When you play the Game oh, of Thrones. God. You either win or you die. <laughs> Ugh, fucking but, kill me. But, like, the whole point of the, you know, it's all, like, people who are, you know, impacting the world around them but aren't actually, they're doing it in a, in a political sphere. They're not doing it in a... Right, they're doing hand-to-hand -hand combat for the most part. Yeah, they're doing. I just it think that's. I just think it's a really well designed, very well designed game. Yeah, for sure, and it's actually a fairly balanced game too, which is the craziest thing because there's so much more nuance and um, moving pieces to it in mm -hmm. a lot of ways. But it's not too hard to keep track of. No, it's not. For me, and and that's that's saying a lot coming from me. Yeah, oh, yeah. Right, like was I a little confused when we first started playing it? Sure. Yeah, you never played a tactics card once for the first three or four yeah, games, I, I don't think. Yeah, and but then I, I got it. Yeah, I got, got it. I caught on. Um, but I um it it built upon itself, right? So like yeah. the first few times like I was just learning the game, but then after a while it was just like all of these different mechanisms in the game kind of like built upon each other and so I just got used to it. So I know that we haven't played the full-fledged version of the game yet, but I feel like it's it's doable because the game just kind of builds upon itself. Yeah, for sure. So Yeah, I can appreciate that. Yeah. And I, you know, it's very interesting to me because there's, you have those three facets. You have the battlefield, you have the tactics deck, and then you have the NCU board. Um, but then on top of that, you can also have characters from the book join units, and those characters will have 
grant special abilities to that unit, or if they're in combat, they can do something specific. Like, Jamie Lannister comes with a starter set, and he's all about Jamie Lannister, so any unit that's near him, like, has to charge him because they're so pissed off at him because he's yeah. an asshole, right? Um, so that's another element to it, and what they've done with the game is made it insanely balanced. Like, they have tournaments for this game all of the time. Oh, balanced, like, between the different teams yeah, or the whatever. Yeah, the different factions, factions, the different houses. Sorry. Like, the rules are all very, yeah, very yeah. well balanced, which is di- very difficult to do for a tournament kind of game. Um, really? Oh. Yeah. Because okay. it, you have to go down to, like... Yeah. I don't wouldn't, I wouldn't even... Like, I know what you mean when you say balanced, but, like, it's really hard to, like, wrap my head around everything that goes into, like, what you'd have to do to design that balance. You Thousands know what I mean? of hours of playtesting. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, but, yeah, so, like, the starter set comes with um, House Stark and House Lannister, and what I really like about the game... Or, What's interesting to me is that all of the houses on the battlefield are represented very differently, um, and they play to the what you would expect from the house. So House Stark is very aggressive. They don't really care too much about their own safety. They're all about attack and that kind of stuff. And House Lannister is very defensive. They're real much more, I guess, better armored. Um, and we actually have technically like a third quote-unquote army. We have those like four boxes of neutral units. So we have different houses can take what are called neutral houses. So like the Boltons are neutral because they fought for the Starks and the Lannisters. You've got the Stormcrows. You've got Bolton's Bastard Girls. Um, you know, you have neutral non-character. Are those the dogs? Units. Yeah. Yeah, those are cool. Yeah, they're pretty wicked. They're um, they're like a unit of, of, of giant dogs. Yeah, just big old mastiffs and like a handful of dudes behind them kind of like whipping them. Yeah, it's pretty into combat. Pretty cool. Yeah. The Bolton, uh, the Bolton Cutthroats, the uh, or not the Cutthroats, uh, the Flayed Men, the heavily armored knights. Yeah. Dude, those guys are like unstoppable. Remember the game we played, and they had a two plus armor save. I couldn't kill any of them ever. What? Oh, that's right. Yeah, and I was like, these guys won't fucking die. Like, that's I, right. Like, that's right. I had, like, well, you were fighting a unit in the front, and I was, I even flank charged you, and like, even from charging in the flank. And I'm like, like, not paying attention yeah, either. Yeah, you're like, you're like, oh, what happened? You like went to the bathroom or something, and you're like, oh, what happened? I was like, I don't know. My fucking guys ran away, and the other ones, the other unit's dead. Like, oh, haha. She's like, oh, did I take any unit? Did any I win? Wounds? Do and I, I was win? like, yeah, t- you took one wound. I was like, oh, do I move remove a model? And like, no, each one of those models has three wounds. You're fine. But anyway, um, <laughs> yeah, so, that was fun. Yeah, so House Stark is very aggressive. House Lannister is a little bit much more defensive, um, and they use a lot of tactics cards that inflict penalties to morale. Um, so at the end of a combat, you total up who has more ranks, who inflicted more casualties, and then you roll a two d six or two six sided die, and then you compare that score of your 2d6 or the results of your 2d6 to your leadership and then so for example if you have a leadership of five plus you have to roll a five or higher which is pretty pretty easy to do right um you have a 30 66 percent chance of passing the result however if you roll a four that is one less than the five or higher so you suffer an additional casualty if you roll a three, then you suffer two casualties. If you roll a two, three casualties, etc. So if you have a really high leadership value, so like nine plus, you're probably if you lose a combat, you're probably going to lose 
additional casualties as soldiers lose heart in the fight and they start to run away. So House Lannister has a lot of tactics where they inflict additional casualties or subtractions to your leadership role to represent, you know, the soldiers are scared to fight the Lannisters because they're so invincible or whatever. They're just evil and mean and nasty. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just a, it's a very interesting game. It has a lot, of, and now they've fleshed out there's House Baratheon, there's yeah. uh, Daenerys' do, do you know faction. When, do you actually know when this game came out? Uh, it was like 2018 or 2015. Yeah, I feel like, I feel like, like there's some, recent. is there something on the box that says something pertaining to the TV show or no? No, it says uh, based on the, Number the, one New York Times bestselling the books, author George yeah. R. R. Martin. Yeah, yeah. It's not so, on the TV show. So there's really no connection to the TV show, right? Like, there's no. No. I think the the game probably no, and they gained took, like, a little popularity after the TV show, but oh, for sure. I mean, and that's definitely what brought it about. Mm-hmm. Um, it's funny because like George R. R. Martin actually, the guy who sculpts all these miniatures, he runs a company called Dark Sword Miniatures. And he uh, was at Gen Con or something, or uh, Gary Con. I forget which one. I think Gen Con. Gary Con? Yeah, Gary Gygax. They have Gary Con. Oh, shut up. Yeah, or Gygax Con, I think it's called. But there's uh, Gen Con, what Gary Gygax originally started. It's still going on today. It's in Wisconsin called Gen Con. This guy was at Gen Con and he had his miniatures out and George R. R. Martin and like he had sculpted Cersei or something like that just yeah. as a whatever and George yeah. R. R. Martin was there and was like I like that yeah he was like I fucking like that like can you sculpt some more for me and he's like yeah sure like I'll do it and George R. R. Martin fell in love with it and he's wow. like yeah and so that's how the conversation kind of got started and there was some third guy came in and was like let's make a fucking game um, neat yeah and the guy who sculpts these is, is he's very talented his specific like one or individual miniatures are very very detailed yeah like the like um the i'm having a brain fart uh the the half man Tyrion. 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 um like the the little model for him is what i imagined when i read the books yeah like not the not very han- not not the very handsome Peter Dinklage, yeah, with like a teeny tiny little scar on his face. Like yeah, his exactly. face is like fucked on in the <laughs> in the on the model. Oh yeah, and you know that's what the cool thing too is like even the NCU's like their abilities. Um, if they claim a certain portion on the tactics board, like the money bag or you know the messenger one, like they can gain additional. They can give you additional benefits if they claim a specific tile on there right specific um, to that character exactly and it right make, and it makes sense like Tyrion or Tyrion is like if he claims the money bag one like you get to replenish additional yeah. models and because he's such a well-read and like knowledgeable character in the show or excuse me the books oh my god <laughs> shame <laughs> shame on you <laughs> like he also lets you have four tactics cards in your hand instead of three to give you more right. options yes more that's flexible, right, right? so like all, everything has its own flavor to it and it's um, it's very very interesting. And I, the game I really goes like quick the game. too. It can, yeah. Do, or do, so it doesn't. So it doesn't have to go quick, right? Is that? Yeah, it doesn't have to. We okay. play, We tend to play quick because we have to. Right, because we have no choice. Mm-hmm. But oh, okay. Well, that's interesting. But it doesn't like honestly like even when we it took a quote unquote while. It still didn't feel like it, t- it didn't take very yeah, long. Yeah, it takes about an hour, a little over an hour if you play quickly. I mean, like, we also play with the box set, right? So we play with four units per side. Yeah. 
with tactics cards and the NCU board and all that stuff. Without characters, like that's like a thirty or twenty-five or thirty-point quote-unquote game. Most players play with like fifty points. Oh, so you have like seven units per side because they have more time than we do. Yeah, or like you have more NCUs available to you as well, and you have attachments like sergeants you can put in units and all that crap and special characters. So like maybe like with all that stuff added up, they have like maybe six units per side. So those kinds of games can take about an hour and a half to two hours, depending on how you know long you're progressing and all that crap. Yeah. But I did make a replica of the Trident of a little a little campaign map. Remember that? No. Was right after Kara was born? No. What are you talking about? Yeah, those little hex tiles that I was painting up, and I like tacked them together, and I made a replica of the Trident. You no, that. I got nothing. Are you I'm, kidding me? I'm coming up. I'm coming up blank. Are you goddamn kidding me? Yeah, I'm not. Oh I don't know God. what you're talking about. All right. Well, okay. Do we need so to I pause? Made, I made these tiles, and they were to represent the trident. I have no idea what this is. You're showing me pictures. Oh my God. Are I you have no idea. You, we never played with that. I know we didn't play with it, but remember, I was like, "Hey, let's do their campaign. Like, let's start our moves." And you're like. Oh, the baby. I'm like, I don't care about the fucking baby. I want to play goddamn games. I'm like, I don't give a shit. Like, she's fat enough. Yeah, you don't remember this? You don't remember no. watching me paint all this shit? Honey, you're always painting some shit. Oh, fuck. All right. Okay, no. that's anyway, really funny. Yeah. So I even came up with a campaign system. I got these, like, little, like, two-dimensional hex hot. tiles. And you can ba- we can basically, like take turns like maneuvering our armies around the map claiming territories creating more armies creating supply points to replenish casualties suffered in battle and basically control of the trident starks versus lannisters yeah yeah it's the trident it's right by the veil right by casterly rock and like river run and all that yeah stuff. yeah i i just have no memory of you making yeah i those. know because you like blacked out over the last I like did, three months correct i was in survival mode okay oh, all right let's i'm just now coming up for air all right let's talk about what we like what we don't like okay things i love like um first and foremost mm. the you know non-combat players Super cool. Yeah. I really, really think that's awesome. Okay. Second thing I like, I like that they move in units, like I said earlier, you know, so I don't have to uh, worry about my sausage fingers breaking, knocking things over. Very cool. Uh, Another thing I really like in that, like, when they're moving in units like that um, and you lose... um, Troops. Yeah, when you lose troops... Open, Bill opened another beer. Um, that there, you know, when I'm trying to, I'm not going to say it correctly, but basically, whenever you lose like a line of players, like yeah. you lose power, I guess. Yeah, like, the, the more troops you lose, the less attacks you have. Okay, yeah. Usually. I think that's kind of a neat feature. I think that's kind of like, it kind of makes sense that you would lose attacks or that like yeah. you would have a less defense even, right? Isn't that something? No, just less attacks. No, less attacks. Yeah. And then you can also like gain the players back if, yeah. um, you know, you have the ability to do that or the chance to do it rather. Um, so yeah, those are things I really, really like about the game. I'm going to tack on to something. Yeah. And back to the flavor thing. Flavor? Yeah, so like the Umber Berserkers for the Starks yeah. that I have. 
it's interesting because because they get more frenzied and they work themselves into a rage, the more ranks they lose, actually, the more attacks they get. I forgot about that. Yeah, they start with like six attacks or something if you have three full ranks. That was a cool. And then like it's eight attacks if they lose They're like impossible. two ranks. And then they have 10 or 12 attacks or something fucking crazy mm-hmm. if they're on their last rank. Yep, that's right. I forgot about that. Pretty banana sandwich. Very, humor. very cool. It's very flavorful. Flavorful. <laughs> Flavor. Flavorful. <laughs> okay, things I don't like. Flavor, flavor. Number one, I don't like that this game costs two hundred dollars. It's hundred. It was one hundred twenty bucks <laughs> for the starter set, which is a fantastic <laughs> deal. I don't like any game that costs over a hundred dollars. I think the idea of spending a hundred dollars on a game is ridiculous. Well, now it's it's ninety. 90 or 99 bucks or something like that. I still think that's... It's just, like, crazy. I still am, like, not over that hump yet of, like... I don't love games enough to go and spend that much money. Star Wars Legion still retails for, like, 70 bucks. I don't... You know... I said what I said, okay? (laughs) And the worst thing about this game... The fucking worst thing about it. Oh, here we go. I know exactly what you're about to fucking say. The space. Yeah. Who the fuck wants to have a giant storage box sized game just taking up all this space? It's 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 unacceptable. It's the same size as Hero Quest. Also ridiculous. Yeah, it's a bit much. I hate I hate wasted space. Hate, 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 hate. <laughs> I think. Ball? Uh, but now, granted, mm-hmm. let's let's take this with a grain of salt because I about once a week want to throw everything in our house in it's the true. trash. Sometimes you even want to throw our dog in the trash. Oh that's well, we, that's you know, we found I think he deserves to go in the trash sometimes, considering yeah. he ate a diaper full of our oh, son's. Sh- we don't need to talk about that. That's yeah, that's he gross. ate a diaper. This guy ate a diaper, so. He does, he belongs in the trash. I know, and he looks like a little seed monster. <laughs> he's an idiot. Yeah, he's dumb. Anyway, pluses and minuses for you, Bill. All right, so I love how different it is to any other tabletop miniatures game I've ever played. Um, the NCU board, just like you, the so tactics cool. cards, the the way that the ranks um, the rank system works. The I I also like the fact that like each unit has its own card. So you don't have to fucking like write it down yeah. or like memorize like oh my god like this, I love when games do that. Like, oh, this unit does. This. Oh fuck! I gotta look at my army. Book Makes again. me feel less stupid. Yeah, it's like oh no, it's just right there. Like all I have to do is just look down. And it's yeah. There. Like yeah, it takes up a little bit more space on each side of the table, and you have to have to have somewhere to put all this stuff uh, while you're playing the bat or fighting the battle, which can be kind of a pain in the ass, because I mean like you have tokens, you've got. Your NCU board, you've got your tactics deck, you have also have your rulers, and your you got to have somewhere to fucking roll your dice. You have your unit individual unit cards that can take up a lot of fucking space. Yeah. While you're while you're playing it. Oh yeah, um, no, the whole table gets yeah, taken. Like it is, and I understand it is a tabletop miniatures game, but I'm, still, there's yeah, a lot. Of, there's it, a lot of components to it. There's this game takes up a lot of space. Yeah. Right? It's not a lot of... And that's the other thing. Like, a lot of space, but it doesn't take a lot of time to play. So it's almost, like, imbalanced in that way. Do you know what I mean? Like... 
Yeah, I mean, I guess you, you could yeah, play like it you for could, a very long time. It's but... like you could play Catan for two hours, and, yeah. but it doesn't take up... Or, exactly. You know, it takes longer, but it doesn't take up as much space. And it, the setup is crazy. Yeah, yeah like... The setup's yeah. crazy. Yeah, and that brings you to another... Or, uh, to another you trying to downer. set the game up and put it away, because you guys know I don't help. I tried. Remember last time I tried? Well, it's a lot easier now because, like, I have them in the wine boxes, the empty wine boxes. So literally, I just, like, put the unit yeah. on its tray, like, into the wine box, and each one of those boxes, like, holds four units. Yeah, it's but like... if you didn't do that and tried oh, to put yeah. them back in the box every single so, time, like, we, we would never play this game yeah. because it's such a pain in the ass to, the box, to get out and put away. The box and... comes originally with, like, these plastic holders where, like, they're, it's, like, plastic molding with two sides to it, so it like keeps the model like pressed up against it. You lay them down, and they have to go in a certain way. They and have to be put perfect. The top, yeah, they have to be laid out perfectly, or else like if, if you put the top on or the cover on, they'll get janky or push off to the side, and it's Ugh. such a fiddly pain in the ass. Like I understand why they do it. It's to preserve nice of, it. Yeah, it's nice of them to include something like that. But if you ever play this game, just throw those things in the fucking trash. Like and it's like not just worth, get just get like just a accept. Box. Just yeah, just accept the fact that it's like it's gonna take up more space, but you'll save your save you countless yeah. hours. So technically this game is currently taking up a foot by foot. Yeah. 12 like by 12. a cubic a cubic foot of space. Yes. Yeah, that's about right. Yeah. And that's excluding terrain. But I mean like my terrain, like that's, I use for all space. That's excluding stuff. terrain. That's yeah. just the pieces. And yeah. That, that's the other thing too, is like it's a pro and a con. This game comes with 2D, like, cardboard, like, thick matte cardboard terrain features. Oh. Yeah, yeah. you remember? Like, oh, it has, yeah. Like, woods, yeah. Yeah, you know, it's a top-down view. It has barricades, yes. as Piles of Dead has walls for some fucking siege. But, like, ew. Dumb. Boring. Yeah, it's... Who it's, wants to play on that? I, I don't. I mean, if that's your thing... Good for you. Whatever. You yeah. Know, this, this is a hobby for all. Yeah. But I don't have any interest in doing that. Like it's more fun to play on realistic boards, period. Yeah. It's just so, it just is. That's just a fact. Yeah, so like for that reason it's you know, if you want to it to be as immersive as possible, you have to make terrain, which takes up more space on the top of an already very cumbersome and yeah kind of gaming system. Yeah. Uh I think I do like about it, or I think I'm gonna wrap it up here soon. Yeah, we but, need to wrap you it. You know, like all the houses have their own flavor, so they all play as to how you would expect them to. So House Baratheon. I like is that like, you call it flavor. Flavor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, go on. Flavor Flav. So they are uh, House Baratheon is like very defensive. They're very heavily armored. Um, Renly's army has like a lot of like the flower knights and all that kind of crap mm-hmm. or whatever they're called. Starks are aggressive. Lannisters are more defensive. The Greyjoys are also. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We right. get it. Yeah. We understand so what you're saying. It's awesome and like. <laughs> As the game or as the company has grown larger, it's made by Simon Games, cool mini or not. Um, the sculpts have also gotten better and better. So House Greyjoy, I think, has some of the best sculpts of miniatures of the game. They just look like these vicious motherfuckers. Um, we talked about you're not, you're not the the space is a not not like for you, right? A, a, a boo boo. The space, like the amount of space it takes up, that's one of your yeah. downsides. Yeah, I, I ain't, ain't too much. Ain't if you too were, big on it. if you were gonna rate the game, oof, man, I give it a solid eight and a half out of ten. I think I would agree with you. Maybe nine. 
Like it's, I think I would agree with because you. Because the other yeah. thing too is like if you're overwhelmed with the rules, just don't play with just them. Just don't play with them. Or if like facets take of the game. Take them away. Like, take away the tactics deck. Take yeah. away the NCU stuff, like the tactics board. Exactly. Like, and just play with the units yeah. and wrap your head around it because that shit is fucking easy. Like, That's one really there's good... Only like, the game of... can be played without all of those... Uh, those aspects, right? Like you yeah, can there's successfully... different silos of it. Yes. And you can still get a similar experience. Exactly. At the end that's of the day. one that's another big plus to the yeah. game. That it builds on itself. Yeah. And you... like I, I think that the starter set is makes it accessible because it comes with the terrain, it comes with the dice, it comes with the rulers, it comes with the models and the trays and the rule book and everything you need. Where like the fact that like they're they're colored plastic, so um, Stark is like was light blue. They're, all the miniatures are light blue. Lannister is red. So like literally, you could take this box, open it up, put the minis on the tray, spend a couple minutes like reading the rules, and you could like play a game. Yeah. Like shortly after purchasing this, and I, I honestly thought that was really cool. And that was a purposeful design intent from the creators of the game. Yeah. Because they were like, we want to make sure that like, everyone gets everything they need in the box. You open it up. You read the rules and like you don't even need to paint the fucking minis. Yeah. Because they're not all gray. It's just like they're colored for different sides. Yeah. So I do appreciate that. Um, my last gripe is probably the min- the minis though, just because like they're not super detailed. Yeah. They're that pressed or PVA plastic or PVL plastic or whatever. It's like yeah. Kind of cheap. Kind of cheap. There, some of the units like don't look like what I would have imagined in the books. Yeah. Either, like, okay. By That's long fair. shot. Um, I know they're kind of going on some artistic license on what the what they look like, and they're inventing units that like weren't in the books. But at the same time, I'm like, yeah. Yeah. I get it. I don't get it, but. Yeah. <sighs> anyway, that's what I like. That's what I don't like. <laughs> so, what are we gonna talk about on our next episode, Bill? Can we please, please let me fangirl all over my new army for more time? Your new army? What my, you talking about, girl? My unit. My, the unmade. Oh, you mean Warcry. Warcry. Oh, I'm shit. sorry. Yeah. I'm not getting it right. We should talk about Warcry. Yeah, you call all these miniature games Mordheim. <laughs> Pretty much. If it, if it, if it's, <laughs> if it's, isn't it in that universe? Isn't it technically like the 40K ah, universe? It's made by the same company. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, then I don't know what I'm talking about. But yeah, we'll I talk want to Warcry I want to talk about Warcry because... It's good. It's, it's, it's good. It's my 10. It's my 10 out of 10. God damn, no shit. Yeah. And simply because I love my units so much. Bill was very upset when I chose that unit because it's, it's upsetting. It is. It's creepy. <laughs> I, I want to read... On the next episode, I want to read that, like, that paragraph, excerpt. that excerpt that you sent to me about my unit. Oh, yeah, you should. Because it is so disturbing. It really sets the background. But it, it made it so clear to me. I was like, oh, these are, this is it. Oh, my This God. is, like, the greatest. Fucking unreal. Anyway. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, here we go. We're going to talk about Conrad Roy the Third. Conrad Conradson. No. Conrad Conroy. And Michelle Cata. Cata. Down by the Haba. <laughs> Down by the Haba. Hey, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
So, the story of Conrad Roy III and Michelle Carter. I'm going to say it properly because I don't want to be disrespectful. Michelle Carter. Yes. So, yes, this did take place in Massachusetts. Um, so, let me just kind of set the background in a way. Beantown. No, we're not no. in Boston. No, just Massachusetts. You know, in my head, it's all Boston. Yeah, it's Garden State. No, that's New Jersey. That's New Jersey. <laughs> okay. On, Pilgrim State. Uh, okay, Shh. listen. This is going to go fast, okay? Yeah. Because really, the, really what I want to talk about is what... I want you to kind of guess how it turns out. Because, like, we're starting with the end of the story. And then, like, more is revealed as an investigation unfolds. So on July 13th in 2014, um, authorities discovered the body of an 18-year-old Conrad Roy III in his pickup truck parked outside of a Kmart in Fairhaven, Massachusetts. Um, Massachusetts. I said Mass, and then I added the Achusetts afterwards. Massachusetts. So, so, so the, the way that the police had found him was he had obviously committed suicide. He put a, a generator inside of a inside of the truck with him and closed the doors and basically inhaled all of the fumes until he passed away. It's creative. At 18. Yeah, it's creative, right? Um, so anyway, at first it seemed like a kind of like run-of-the-mill suicide, but then they started looking into his phone records and they were basically able to find that he had been texting, calling, mostly texting with this girl named Michelle Carter literally up into the moments before he committed suicide successfully. Um, so in the weeks leading up to his suicide, um, Roy had exchanged several texts several it's more like thousands and thousands of texts with seriously like thousands and thousands of text messages with his 17 year old long distance girlfriend michelle carter okay so long distance boyfriend and girlfriend conrad and michelle okay who encouraged him to end his life uh this is a quote from their texts you keep pushing it off and you say you'll do it but you never do. It's always going to be that way if you don't take action. She reportedly texted him on the day he died. Hmm. So she's like actively encouraging him to commit suicide. Yeah. Right? That in and of itself is just kind of weird, right? Um, so, you know, after they kind of discovered these texts and they start reading into what happened... Basically, what they find was that at a certain point, Conrad got in the truck to commit suicide. Yeah. Okay. He got scared and got out of the truck Hmm. and texted her literally as he was doing it and said, I think he said something to the effect of like, I'm I'm paraphrasing here, like, I don't want to do it or like, I'm scared or something like that. And she said, get back in the truck. Like he was actively trying to commit suicide and she was telling him get back in the truck so what are you thinking right now like what are you thinking about just that that whole scenario of like 
Well, a lot of things can be like lost in texting, right? So like, maybe she thought from a previous text the other day, like, oh, like he's running to get my birth control from CVS, Mm-mm. and I he just isn't. No. He just doesn't want to go get it. Uh, just get back in the truck and go give me my fucking No, pills. because he, he he was very clear <clears throat> about his plan to end his life. I know. I was just kidding. Oh, uh, Stone okay. Cold Bitch. Stone Cold Bitch. Yeah. Interesting. Go on that. I think it's more complicated than that. Well, it's um, easy for you to say. You got the, all, all the fucking information. I do have all the information. I well, not all of it. I don't have all of it. Um, so although they had lived... This is, this is what's crazy to me. Although they lived only an hour apart, which for teenagers is... Away, ways away, um, especially in the, especially up in the, the northeast. northeast. Yeah. Like <laughs> Nobody's gonna drive. Way. Nobody's gonna drive an hour anywhere, right? No. Uh, so most of their communication was, uh, you know, phone call, emails, texting, but they had only met in person five times. Interesting. Throughout their whole relationship, they met on mm. vacation in Florida with their families, like back in like I don't know. 2012 or something right like really young um so they both struggled with depression um and conrad had previously attempted to kill himself prior to this okay um in february of 2015 seven months after roy ended his life carter was dot 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 indicted for something tax evasion tax evasion stop what? You're so silly. No, I'm being You're serious. You're full of the sillies. I'm not full of the sillies. I'm being serious. Okay. The tax man always gets his due. No, but what do you think they could possibly charge her with that would be like, because she said, you know, like, how she was literally nowhere near him. Accessory to manslaughter? Accessory to manslaughter. Is that a thing? Accessory to... I'm sure it is, but she was, in fact... Uh, charged with involuntary manslaughter, which I don't know the def- the legal definition of involuntary manslaughter. Maybe it's basically like, I think, I think, and I, I tell me if you think I'm wrong, but I think involuntary manslaughter legally is you caused, whether you intended to or not, you caused the death of another person. Yeah. Right, I think that's the definition. Yeah, it's like you hit someone on the side. Like whether you, yeah, like you, whether you accidentally did it or did it on purpose, it's you caused their death, right? Um, Drinking my tea. (sighs) Excuse me. Uh, Her trial was covered by like every single major news outlet, um, and this is a photo of her in court. Wow, yeah, they nailed it from that show. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, so uh, the reason, like like I said, I was telling you outside of the podcast, one of the reasons I wanted to um, talk about this was that I started watching a series on Hulu called The Girl from Plainville. Um, I've heard about this case before, but I think to me what's so intriguing about it is the, like, there's a relatableness in, in, in the... Um, urgency, that sense of urgency you feel as a teenager where like there's no there, like there's nothing the next day, right? Like you can't think beyond like the week ahead. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's tough. And so like I can, they, they do a really good job of portraying that sense of urgency as a teenager and so like I just, but I can't wrap my head around like even as a 17-year-old girl or an 18-year-old boy, like telling someone you're going to commit suicide and them encouraging you to do that. 
Yeah, it's pretty fucked. Yeah. Um, yeah, like, she sent, she would tell him, like, oh, you could try pills, or you could do this, or you could do that, or you could stab yourself. Like, this is a quote from her, listen, I think your parents know you're in a really bad place. I'm not saying, okay, our dog is barking in the background. <laughs> sleep barking. Sleep he's, fighting. He's sleep fighting. <laughs> it's, only ter- it's only terrifying if he loses. <laughs> So I think this is a text she sent. I think your parents know you're in a really bad place. I'm not saying they want you to do it, but I honestly feel like they can accept it. Can you imagine if some little hussy was texting our depressed son this way? Yeah, I wonder. Right? Yeah. Uh, They know there is nothing they can do. They've tried helping. Everyone's tried. But there's a point that comes where there isn't anything anyone can do to save you, not even yourself. And you've hit that point. And I think your parents know that you've hit that point. You said your mom saw a suicide thing on your computer and she didn't say anything. I think she knows it's on your mind and she's prepared for it. What? This is someone who has literally probably never, I don't think she ever met Conrad's parents. So how the fudge would she know what they were thinking? Anyway, um, Everyone will be sad for a while, but they'll get over it and move on. They won't be in depression. I won't let that happen. Oh, my God. They, they know how sad you are, and they know that you're doing this to be happy, and I think they'll understand and accept it. They'll always carry you in their hearts. And Roy responds with, Ah, thank you, Michelle. Like, what? So, anyway, like, I just wanted to, like, I really want to read that one text. Oh, here, here it is. Yeah, uh, Carter. Yeah, it will work. If you admit 3,200 ppm of it, which I think is like the uh, exhaust. I don't know how. She must have done some research. For five or ten minutes, you'll die within half an hour. You'll lose consciousness with no pain. You just fall asleep and die. And You can also just take a hose and run that from the exhaust pipe to the rear window of your car and seal it with duct tape and shirts so you can't escape. You will die within like 20 or 30 minutes, all pain-free. Like, what could have possibly been going through her mind to be like, yep, this is a good idea. Great parents. I just don't. It just like, it boggles my mind. You know what it is? Yeah, she instructed Mr. Roy to get back into the truck, well knowing of all the feelings that he had exchanged with her, his ambiguities, his fears, his concerns. And she did nothing. She didn't call the police or Mr. Roy's family. Uh, She didn't issue a simple instruction to get out of the truck. She didn't even do that. Like, it's... Oh, and after, oh, yeah, that's right. After he had died, she reportedly had texted a friend and had confessed to the role in his death. She texted a friend and said, I could have stopped it. I was on the phone with him, and he got out of the car because it was working, and he got scared, and I effing told him to get back in. She texted that to a friend. What a moron. Like, what goes through... The teenage mind. Because, like, on one hand, I can almost relate to... I can remember kind of thinking this way. Not this way, but, like, wanting so badly to be involved in drama or, like, 
wanting to like be important or high like stakes. yeah high stakes or like wanting your whole life to be about your boyfriend or your girlfriend or whatever but like I don't know there's like a line that I'm pretty sure 99.9% of teenagers wouldn't cross in this kind of thing like most teenagers are going to call the cops or they're going to tell their parents at the very least yeah you know a moron so um she was actually sentenced to 15 months in jail that's it that's it because it was manslaughter because <sighs> because it's not intentional right like she mm-hmm. she was she, you know she was nowhere near the crime she was an hour away you know so <laughs> technically and he, he like i don't know i think it's interesting so like what do you think about in regards to like words like, should people be responsible for the death of others just through words? That's that's kind of the question I wanted to ask you. I don't know. Like, should we hold should we hold people accountable the for the influence they hold for that amount of influence they hold <clears throat> just for their words? Well, I don't like, know. Like, does it, does any of this fall under free speech? You know, like Supreme Court thinks seems to think Donald Trump isn't so. Shh. We're not talking about that here. Yeah, <laughs> We're talking so. about Kata at the Haba. Yeah, okay. fucking Kata. <laughs> you know. What do you think? I'm so curious. Man, I don't know. That's tough. That's and I. I'm pretty high. I'm pretty high energy. But, oh know, yeah, you're so jazzed right now. Well, I want to get in. I want to get into the thick of it, but I could talk for like an hour about this shit, right? Like. We'll talk about it for five well, minutes. It's such a great. It's such a great area. <laughs> this is a picture of her after she got out of prison or jail. She was just in jail for 15 months. Rough. It's a rough stat. Wicked, like a wicked female, rough stat. She looks like a female joker. A little bit. Jesus Christ. So, um... Yeah, I just, I don't know. It's, it's one of those things that could go either way. I mean, what are the precedents here? Exactly. That's my, that's, that's what I keep thinking about. It's like, is, the, like, we all could, <clears throat> like, logically and emotionally see that she had a hand in causing his death. If only, if only because she knew he was going to commit suicide and did nothing to, to stop, stop it. it. And, if, and, the op- and if anything, she encouraged it. Exactly. Right? So, like, but, like, should she be held responsible for the encouragement or just for the lack of, for the lack of action? Do you see what I'm saying? I think she should be held responsible for the encouragement because, I mean, yeah. like, when you tell someone specifically step by step how to kill themselves, like, okay, you're you're just educating them, right? Right. Okay, whatever. You know, and he goes in and does it. Okay. That's yeah, but invol- I can learn in- how to make a bomb. Right, it doesn't mean I'm going to do but it. That's like involuntary. You're you're adding fuel to the fire, right? Like, so yeah, that's involuntary manslaughter. But like, when you specifically are in a position of, and you, when you have the power dynamic of you have so much influence and control over someone's actions mm-hmm. in the case of high schoolers and you tell them to get the fuck back into the truck. Yeah. Yeah, that's bad. If she hadn't done that, I'd be like, yeah, 15 months involuntary manslaughter, cool. This fucking bitch should be locked away for like several years yeah. to think about what she's done. That's I mean, fucked. It's very fucked. Like, I, just, I wonder like, what, her fa- what the son's family feels like. They, you know, they. I feel, I feel like, and I, I don't know 
too she's much. She's also a minor, though, too. Exactly. That she's complicates 17. it even further. So, like, she doesn't, she doesn't have a fully developed brain. Right. Right? Like, it's, it's, I mean, she's, like, right on the cusp of being charged as an adult, you know? And, like, does this set of dangerous precedent, you know? Like, that's the other thing. You know, should, you know, if I, like, it's the same thing. Like, you were talking about with Donald Trump. Like, should he be held criminally responsible for January 6th? For the same, you know, we're not going to get into that, but it's that same kind of argument of like, do words cause the actions of others, right? That's clearly they do. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, hasn't that been like, but but legally speaking, I think it's a dangerous precedent. Yeah. Legally sure. speaking, logically speaking, it's it's asinine. Yeah. To for sure. to to think that they don't. You know, right? But legally speaking, if we're talking in that arena, that's that's the interesting kind of like, oh, I don't know. You know, but isn't that isn't it's just think it's so. This bitch was released from prison early. Yes, because she was on good behavior, and she had never had a single. I mean, she was seventeen years old. She had no record. She had nothing on her record, right? And so this was her very first offense ever, and so she was released after serving only eleven months. Which, like, she was 20 when she had to serve. Does, is there anything about the family? Um, about Conroy, Con, yeah, Conrad's the family? family. Um, they definitely think, thought she should be held responsible. I don't think that they've ever said anything, like, terrible <laughs> about her. I'm sure they have behind closed doors, because I would. Oh, yeah. You know? Um, running for office to change the fucking law. Yeah. That is actually something that happened. His his mom was able to pass a law called Conrad's Law or something, and it made it illegal in the state of Massachusetts. Massachusetts. Yeah, made it illegal in Massachusetts to um, like. I forget exactly what it was. Here, let me let me look that up. Conrad's do, Law. Do, do, do. Yeah, so Conrad's Law uh, is a bill that would set a maximum sentence of five years in prison for anyone who, quote, intentionally coerces or encourages another individual to die by suicide or attempt to die by suicide by using physical acts or mental coercion that manipulate a person's, quote, fears, affections, or sympathies. Hmm. Yeah. It's not much. Five years. Yeah, but, I mean, it's... yeah. They get 10. You think twice about hitting that send. But it looks text. like, um, I don't, I don't see when it was passed, but, um, but yeah, that's, so his mom was able to like, you know, get at least something out of all of the horribleness. Yeah. Well. Yeah. And you know, that I think the two big key takeaways from that, their stickiness, is the, the power dynamic, right? The amount of influence you have over someone else when you knowingly, when you know you have that influence. Yes. And the other being that, you know, like what you talked about earlier, where it's a... Uh, precedent? Uh, no, not precedent. It's the, uh, you want to be a part of something, right? At that oh, age, you know, you want to yeah. be involved in drama and like... You want to feel important. Yeah, you want to feel important to someone or something. Yeah. You know, and then you're the most important thing to that person who's about to commit suicide at that moment, right? Yeah, I just, like, I'm so <laughs> curious about her, like, 
what what was going through her mind like how was she rationalizing it to herself that what she was doing was a good thing because i truly believe that she thought she was doing the right thing i really do think that well probably because she saw like 90 percent of herself in him right like and she was also probably um, seeing the same thing it's like you know what fuck it i'm in the same situation that you're in like i can all totally understand your perspective and that yeah no like don't worry about it. they'll be sad but they'll get over it everyone who bereaves people who die yeah. or grief grieve over people who die they move on yeah. you know you're fucking miserable what the fuck's the point get in yeah. that truck fucking kill yourself yeah but it's like, that, pussy. That, that's it oh god well like the other thing like uh, you know like every time she would say something like you know oh you could you know inhale fumes or you could stab yourself or you could take pills she's, she's trying like, to be helpful she, i guess like she must have just thought she was being helpful or something but in addition to that i'm like you this is somebody you claim to love right like selfishly speaking I would never tell you to kill yourself simply because I don't want to lose you. Uh, you don't know how much my life insurance policy is. You say that now. <laughs> I don't think it's worth it. <laughs> it's not worth the. It's not worth the cleanup. It's you know. A, it's not worth the you know, hassle. You know. You know. I could do it. <sighs> no one would ever find you. I know. I mean, the thing is, like, it's another thing to do in your list. You know. Right? Yeah. Exactly. That's it's just one more time. You gotta. It's one more. Apply. I gotta. I gotta pretend like I'm sad. You hate the fucking being on the phone anyway. Calling that insurance company oh and get the money. Oh my god, that would just be such a pain in the neck. I mean, Christ on sale. You'd fucking yeah. There's no way in hell. See, it's just it's just less of a hassle to keep me around. <laughs> Live poor. Or you could be you know, rich, it's more, you could be it's rich a, and hassled. Yeah, I remember when I was teaching still. And I'd have to skip a day of work or miss a day of work. It was more work to like set up for missing a day of work than it was to just go in and yeah, deal you with it. Find your so it's you the same. It's the same thing, you know. It's more of a hassle. It's more of a hassle. Or it's less of a hassle just to keep you around. Yep. That's right. <laughs> I love you, honey. <laughs> I do. Stop. Anyway, I. Just wanted to talk about this case because I think it's so interesting, just like psychologically, you know, and legally, psychologically and legally speaking, it's like it's pretty bananas. Yeah, like and apparently one of the arguments her lawyer made at the time was that um, uh, suicide, assisted suicide, was legal in Massachusetts at the time, right. and so basically, like they were they were arguing it on that platform like if he wanted to commit suicide she was just assisting in that and so assisted su and assisted suicide is not it, i think it was legal was it her idea for him to kill himself no no he it yeah it was idea his idea him. right he had committed he had attempted right. to commit suicide before um Man. it's a very complicated case but i do find it very fascinating uh to and less to less his psyche because like uh people commit suicide a lot right for various reasons and or do it successfully or unsuccessfully but just like what goes through someone's mind when they want to assist in a suicide or like when they you fucking got me you know what i mean especially Second when like mind. nobody knows about it i just like i i find her to be such an enigma well so i watched you know parts of that show what the fuck were they grilling that psychiatrist about oh the and i don't even know how true i haven't looked into like the actual court case 
Um, I think so he doesn't have access to a text there was a there shoot. was a psychologist or a um, psychiatrist I don't know what he actually was but uh, he argued that because she was on like a concoction of pills like SSRIs or whatever yeah. that she was involuntarily intoxicated I don't know if that was actually like in the court arguments but that was just in the TV show um, so who know I don't it could have been accurate I don't know um but he was basically arguing like she wasn't in her right mind. Yeah. Which, if I were her legal team, yeah, let's go for that. Well, parents out there, talk to your kids. Don't just fucking medicate them. Yeah, talk to your kids. Don't be afraid to have dinner. Have, have dinner at the t- fucking table. Yeah, don't be afraid to have hard conversations, right? Yeah, just because it's know? inconvenient. Yeah. Fuck. Kids, kids are real. Fuck. Kids are fucking. Fucking parents, he's fucking. Do your impa- do your impression of your captain who is from Boston. Ah, fucking! Ah, I can't do it with his voice. <laughs> ah, fuck! Nah, fucking fuck! The fuck are we doing? Yeah, that's how that's how they say ah, fuck. Fuck. F a c k. Fuck. The fuck you guys doing up here? Mashing nuts? <laughs> Sitting on your fucking ass? <laughs> like, hey, Captain Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, you guys get to pay the big fucking bucks, huh? Stare out the fucking window, press the fucking button every 15 minutes. Hey, Captain Mike. Oh. Captain Mike, you used to do this job. You know that, right? Nah, I don't give a fuck. Fuck. Get back to fucking work. Oh, my God. Well, we could start talking about our friend Kevin, but we'll we'll withhold that. The guy looks like John Hamm. God damn, he's hot. <laughs> like, probably... I was talking about his accent. Oh, yeah. <laughs> It's got a great set of buns. <laughs> oh my God! All right. Anyway, let's move on. Don't we'll have to send this to Kevin. Don't tell him I said that. <laughs> I think I will. <laughs> All right. So the next yeah. on the next episode of Bored to, to Death, Death, we're gonna talk about War Cry. Yeah. Oh, yeah I'm real jazzed. It's a goodie. It's a good one. We're gonna talk about War Cry, and it's I think tits. the crime that we're gonna talk about. Well, I, I think I might do Melissa Lucio um, yeah. because, um, well, for a bunch of different reasons, but it's in it's in um, current events. I mean, you're, you're mentioning, you're saying that name, like I know who the fuck that is. She's the woman who had her debts in it and it's commuted. She had like a, we'll talk about it next time. Anyway, oh, okay, good. so we're going to talk about War Cry and we're going to talk about Melissa Ooh, Lucio. Or Nightfall. So there's a good, Nightfall. Nightfall. It's like it's. I know it sounds like the name of a, I of a do, Bond movie. I want to do War Cry. I want to talk. I know, about but my, I really want to play Nightfall with you. It's pretty cool. It's actually a solo game. I want to talk solo. about my favorite lady. Yeah, but uh, all right. All right we'll, we'll do. do we'll do your or Nightfall, we'll do Nightfall or. Well, a buddy of mine made it. He. That's his game. Cool. Great. I want to talk about. Yeah, it's fucking awesome. I want to talk about my skinned faced lady. All right. Fair enough. All right. Apparently. All All right. right. We'll see you guys next time on Bored to Death. Where it began, I can't begin to know. And I know it's growing strong Wasn't the spring 
And spring became the summer Who'd have believed you'd come along Hands Touching hands Reaching out 